This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 102. Ken Gutso on Genuine Hypnosis. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back. It's Jason Lynette here with an outstanding hypnosis conversation for you to listen to, learn from, and enjoy. I first met Ken Gutso back a few years ago at the HypnoThoughts Live convention, and just overall, he's been a guy who I've followed and really been impressed with along the way. It's a familiar phrase that uh, the word that's spelled N-I-C-H-E, is it pronounced niche or is it pronounced niche? And really, the preference is the word niche because it rhymes with rich. And what you're going to listen to inside of this conversation with Ken is some of the history as to how he has really positioned himself as an expert, as someone who primarily helps clients to stop smoking. And yes, of course, Ken does work with other things and he trains hypnosis as well. Yet in many ways, you're going to listen to and hear his story that the stop smoking protocol was his entry point into hypnosis. And many ways nowadays, it's the one thing he is best known for. What's really interesting about this is that the the passion that I'll, I'll share that I've had when it comes to training hypnosis is that not every student in the room is coming in with the same exact goals. So here's the person who perhaps maybe was a a client at some point, and they're looking to learn these skills and maybe start to actually step into that role of being the actual professional hypnosis practitioner. And then very often as well, there are people who jump into the classes, kind of similar to the story you're going to hear Ken talk about here, that he knew that there was something else going on inside of the process, and he was looking to unpack whatever hypnotic tendencies were inside of the hypnotic process, and to use that to model into other change tactics he was previously making use of. And yet, as it seems, as you'll hear the story goes, the hypnosis was something that latched on and just hasn't let go of ever since then. So you're going to hear about his upcoming trainings. You're going to learn what it's like to be inside of his office and take note of the mindset that as soon as the client is in the door, calibrating to the individual, really getting into the physicality, the body of the change and really giving the client the experience that something has happened. And by doing so, that provides an even greater outstanding result. So with that, let's jump right in. This is session number 102, Ken Gutso on Genuine Hypnosis. So just uh, kind of the origin story of things, what was it that first got you involved with hypnosis? Well, I'd been doing change work with people since 1989, and um, whether it be in a you know weekend workshop format or one-on-one, and a colleague of mine came across this hypnotic process that was supposed to be absolutely amazing at helping people stop smoking. And the claims they were making were pretty outrageous, and so I was thinking, what, what kind of junk science is that? Um, and we actually researched it a little bit, and we found out it was, you know, Actually, it was a really good program. So nine of us went down and got certified in this hypnotic process um, down in um, L.A. And I wasn't particularly interested in, in becoming a hypnotist at that time, and I wasn't particularly interested in working with smokers. I just wanted to see what it was about this process that caused it to be so successful to see if I could extract it and apply it to other things, because that's mm. kind of my ammo, as I would kind of parachute into a disaster and then kind of change it all up and make it, make it hum. And um, <laughs> two days after I took this smoking cessation course, I was down in Cabo for a wedding, and uh, I was explaining to this woman, you know, she was asking, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm just going to go over my notes. I just took a course in smoking cessation. Well, the next day, this other woman runs up to me at the all-inclusive, all-you-can-eat buffet. And says, <laughs> hey, I hear you can help people stop smoking. I want to stop smoking so badly. My husband and I are from Perth, and, you know, we, we realize you're on vacation. I'm sorry, but we would pay you, and da 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 I'm like, okay, well, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I can. And uh, it's $300 each, and I'll see you tomorrow, and, and I set it all up. Well, those two became non-smokers, and every year on my uh, on my birthday and on their birthday, I get a note from them saying how grateful 
they are. I, I save their lives. And of course, I redirect that back. I said, you're the one doing it, not me. But I get this wonderful, heartfelt message from them every year. And it's been, that was 10 years ago. Wow. So that's, that's kind of what started me in the, in, on this path. I said, you know what? I'm going to, my, my wife was pregnant with our first child. And I said, you know what? I don't want to spend 14 hours a day in the technology sector in downtown San Francisco. I want to, I want to go back into business for myself, being in charge of my own schedule again. And uh, that's what I did. And it took three months off after the baby was born. And then I opened the Bay Area non-smoking center. And that's how I got into this. So to rewind that back, uh, you said you were doing change work before. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of work was that before? Well, um, I, uh, back in 1989, um, I, you know, just, this is, uh, I was backpacking through Europe before the Berlin wall came down <laughs> and, uh, so that was you. Okay. I came, got it. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Yeah. I was responsible partially for that. No, um, I, uh, I was, uh, backpacking through Europe and I came back and I, and I got involved in a network marketing company and just kind of got into business for myself. And back then I was taking every kind of success type workshop that I could find. And what I would do is I'd take the course and I always believe the best way to learn something is to teach it. And so I would come back and whatever was relevant to my little organization that I was forming, I would come back and do my best to convey that. And at, at first I was horrible. I'd say, okay, if you want to be successful, uh, you got to think positive and, <laughs> and actually started becoming pretty, pretty good at, at uh, teaching and training. And um, then I, uh, I was invited to become um, uh, part of a circle of 10 with a com- small company that was formed called, uh, that's now called Mirrors Point. And um, this was a really unique process. This is probably the juiciest, most powerful work that I do still to this day. Is, um, and it's a one-on-one process over three, four sessions over three months. And I help people to map out their lives in a way they've never seen before. And then understand how their whole system got wired up for whatever their major issue is. This is for people that are ready to take gigantic leap forward in their life. And we map it all out. We get this nervous system to understand how it got wired. There's some catch-22s. There's some blind spots in there. And then there's a process where we actually clear the problem from the nervous system on a cellular level. Hmm. So it's not like they find a better way to cope with their issue, their anger, their anxiety, their uh, addiction. The issue is no longer in the nervous system to be coped with. It's gone. It's like clearing the viruses from a computer. And what happens is the whole system reboots. The body will often transform as well. Um, the uh, people that had ash, uh, rashes, allergies, uh, uh, acne, um, uh, migraine headaches, well, often these things will completely disappear once mm. the energetic, emotional issue is cleared from the mind and the body, the body transforms. So people, uh, people, their energy goes way up. It, they feel like they have effortless effort. Their relationships are more authentic. They're, so not only do, the, do they get the change for the issue, particular issue they came for, but their whole rest of their life will tend to transform at the same time. So I've been uh, doing that work since 2004, and I still continue to do that work today. Yeah, yeah. So then as you went through that stop smoking training, if it's something that you can kind of define down to a few specific terms, although I'm sure it's a much bigger perspective, what would you say it was about that program? You know, obviously not getting into the specifics of the program, but what would you say it was that was making it so effective that you were able to decipher out of it? Well, you know, what I discovered in taking the course was, so the course was good, you know, but it was mostly marketing, and the marketing was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the, the part that worked was they, they told people, okay, read this script. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of genius built into that script, but it was by no means um, – um, the be all and end all. Uh, and, the, and that company went out of business six months after I graduated from their program. So, but I just got started helping people stop smoking. And uh, so what, what worked about it to answer your question was, I think there was some real genius pieces to that script. Now my program today hardly resembles what I learned back then. Um, 
you know, since then, I, you know, I took, I, I didn't have any experience in hypnosis, but I had some in NLP and, you know, my own, you know, understanding of how the mind works. And I say, you know what, this, this languaging could be shifted here. And this is not kind of, this is framed negatively. We could reframe that more positively. We could have some more impact over here. And I started transforming the scripting. And then I said to myself, you know, I want to bring in something, something that was common was uh, I'd get these emails after my clients would leave and they'd start off with, Ken, I was so pissed off at you. I was like, oh, great. What's this <laughs> going to be about? <laughs> um, I, I, I left your office and I didn't think I was hypnotized and my arm wasn't really heavy, even though it didn't lift. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I was just about to tell my wife how I got ripped off for $600 and I realized I forgot to smoke all the way home. Nice. That was weird. And then, then they said, well, let's see what happens. The next morning, he got up, grabbed his coffee, ran out of the house, and realized he forgot to smoke with his coffee and forgot to smoke on his way to the office. So it's like, okay, I guess I was hypnotized. It did work. But I would get these emails from time to time. And what was common in each of them was they didn't know whether or not anything happened actually in my office. Yeah. And secondly, they were looking for out there to prove to them that something happened inside here, inside themselves. And I thought, you know what? I need to change this up. And I want to put, create a process where people will have a visceral experience in the room that something has happened. And that's where I created the neurological process that this finally, after, you know, after developing this, over many years and teaching and training it for the last five years, I finally named it. I call it the Guzzo Protocol. I've been really resistant to naming it. I've had other people tell me I should name it, and I've been really resistant, but I finally bit the bullet and named it. Um, and my clients, it's, it's a combination of, of uh, several of the tapping modalities, the TFT, EFT, kinesiology, energy psychology, psych K. And what I've done, I believe, for the purpose of what I, how I want to use it, is taking the very best of each of these modalities and then put a scientific model over top to make the change very quick, precise, and permanent. So this is not about making a, creating a state change. This is not about tapping out a headache or feeling some anxiety coming on and tapping that out. And, and there's great value in that. I'm not putting that down at all. But for, for the purpose of this, this is about creating a permanent change in the nervous system. So each of my clients actually go through a, a process where when they come in to see me, the first thing, I, I greet them and we, in a way that creates powerful impact. They know that something amazing is going to happen. Even if they've been to see a hypnotist before, they, within that first five minutes, I've got rapport with them. I've got uh, compliance with them. They, they, I'm doing things with their body that they can't explain or understand. And, and it's like, whoa, what's going on here? Like right off the bat, they know that something really different is going to happen. And they have huge uh, expectations because they're, you know, you know, smokers, when they come into the office, they're all very skeptical and nervous and anxious because they've tried and failed so many times. And all of that evaporates within the first couple of minutes. And they're in. They're all in. So the first part of the process is creating that powerfully, uh, powerful impact right off the bat. And then I go through a, a pre-talk with them. And then before they sit in the chair for the hypnosis, I work with them to clear the cravings from their body, from their nervous system. And I find that the, the more that I've been working with people with hypnosis – the more I actually I'm working with their body. I mean, I'll ask them a question and I'm listening to their answer, but I'm really looking at their body and for their body to give the more complete direct answer to what I'm asking. And I can tell by their posture, by if I'm seeing symmetry or asymmetry, um, if I'm seeing congruence or incongruence in, in, in the body compared to what they're saying, I'm looking to the body. Anyway, we clear this craving, the cravings from the nervous system and every one of my clients is say, the craving is gone. Uh, after the pre-talk, some of them will ask if they can duck out for a quick cigarette before we do the hypnosis. <laughs> and I used to say, I used to say, okay, sure, be, be quick. And now I say, hell no, get in here. We're going to clear this right now in 10 minutes. And it's gone. I said, so do you feel like a cigarette now? And they say, oh my God, no, it's gone. I said, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then we do the hypnosis. But every one of my clients, we're starting the hypnosis with the understanding and the knowledge and the, the belief that the, cra- the cravings are already gone. So just imagine 
having every one of your hypnosis sessions begin with the client knowing and believing that the problem they came in for has already been cleared. What happens? causes the hypnosis to work better. They're not worried about whether they're going to get hypnotized or not, whether it'll work for them and not, you know, it works for other people but not for them. And they just relax into the session. And it causes the hypnosis to work even better. So I find that these two processes dovetail with hypnosis, uh, I believe, as well as uh, NLP and hypnosis. They just work very, very well together. Well, it's that mindset of bringing everything to the table. And again, to, to use strategies that are, let's phrase it this way, strategies that are hypnotic in nature, as opposed to being purely hypnosis, but to begin the process even before the moment of eyes being closed, yeah, we've already got this in motion. We already have that change taking place. Exactly, exactly. And what what was really striking me there was um, getting those changes in the body that you look at, and not to continue the constant dialogue of scripts or bad scripts or don't use them, but it's instead this place of so much of the written word is perhaps appealing to logic. It's perhaps appealing to the rationale of the client, yet clearly they're inside of that issue because here's a feeling, here is something physically that's happening, and to give them the visceral experience in the office, you're right, that allows them to leave the process knowing something's already happened. Right, right. And, and I have a different take on scripts. I yeah. know scripts are getting a really bad rap these days. Well, everything that I do is scripted mm-hmm. for my smoking. It's not for other processes that I, that I help people with. But it's for, I guess it's because, perhaps it's because I started off helping people stop smoking and I was taught with a script. And that's all I did for five years was help people go through, walk this type rope with 40 hours a week, with full week of clients, and all I did was smoking. And someone said, well, can you help me stop nail biting? I say, oh, no, I don't know how to do that. Well, can you just hypnotize me? I don't know how to do that. I know how to read this script and make you stop smoking. That's all I did, and I'd never met another hypnotist. Yeah. So that was my, kind of my curse and my, um, my um, wonderful opportunity at the same time because in those five years, I began to understand every nuance of, of smoking cessation that could possibly come up. I mean, I've, I literally saw it all. I, I've helped 5,000 people now stop smoking, and I've been 100% referral for, for seven years. So once, people, once I got referral, people come in, well, can you help me with weight loss? Absolutely. Can you help me with anxiety? Absolutely. I, I, I've helped people with trichotillomania, with the hair pulling, um, all sorts of things. Um, but it's all been 100% referral. But I made my reputation becoming the very best at one thing, and, and then that's that you know that's how it kind of built from there yeah yeah so at what point was it that you started to then add other services in um what really well it was i decided i wanted to learn some techniques for weight loss and so i went out and i bought hypnoticlapband.com and hypnogastric.com i own both of those and i and i started (laughs) uh just started uh helping people uh, with a weight release, and and what I thought it was kind of funny because I, I was quite heavy at the time as well. Um, I got quite indulgent when my wife was pregnant with uh, with our, our daughter Sarah, and uh, I gained quite a bit of weight and uh, uh, along with her, and and I was very sedentary in my in my life back then, and so I had all this weight to lose myself, and thought, so I thought, well, I need to lose the weight first, and then I can start offering the service because I need to walk the walk. And my client said, we don't want to wait for you. We want to do it with you. Hmm. I thought, wow, interesting. That, that was a shock to me. Why would you, uh, why would you pay money to lose weight with a, like, from someone who's fat? And, and, uh, but what I understood was I just need to be congruent. If, if, I'm, if I'm helping people stop smoking and I'm going out having a smoke break, that's incongruent. But if I'm losing, if I'm releasing my excess weight, and my clients are doing it with me, that's completely congruent. So I don't need to be there. I don't need to be at the destination, but my life was about me releasing this weight. And so I lost 60 pounds, and a lot of clients did it with me, which was awesome. Which is awesome, because again, it's that place of you're there along that journey with them. And it's, I think I've had, uh, I had Tom Nicoli on this program a while ago, and it's from him I learned the phrase, well, it's not that it worked or it didn't work. No, it's working on me right now mm-hmm. yeah 
that we don't have to be that flawless individual. We can still be in process with something and getting that change in motion ourselves. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So what, you know, what I teach with, with all, with all the students that I, that I teach in the smoking cessation or, or the Gutzel protocol, which is the neurological protocol or whatever it is I'm teaching. Um, I teach, we deserve as hypnotists to thrive because when I came into this industry, you know, I left a, you know, I left a very good income in the private sector, in, uh, in the technology sector, uh, private sector, like I took a government job, sorry, <laughs> my technology sector. <laughs> and, uh, but I mean, I was, uh, I was out there doing it. And if I was going to leave that career, what, I wasn't to take on a hobby of being a hypnotist. I needed to make money at this. And so I treat my hypnosis as a practice as a business. And people, we do amazing work with people. We're changing people's lives, improving the quality of people's lives. And in the case of smoking cessation, we're save, helping to save lives. And we deserve to thrive as hypnotists. So I, you know, I, I, I t teach my students, if, if you're holding on that you're worth whatever dollars per hour, you know, let it go. It's about getting that result. And if you can be the very best in your community at something, whatever that something is, people will beat a path to your door and you should be charging for it. It's the most compassionate thing to do for your clients as well, because when you're successful and you're making money, they're going to value what you have more. They're going to be, you're going to have opportunity to innovate and to thrive and make sure the saw is sharpened, so to speak. So it's really the most compassionate thing in the world to do is to, is for you to be thriving in what you're doing and to charging for what you do. And the side benefit of that becomes now that you're in that session, you're on that initial phone call, and you're able to better serve that client as the full attention is completely going to the to the well-being of that individual, rather than, oh, the phone rang, I really need this one to close, I really need this one to come in. If it's not a match, just to let that one go, or to give them the strategies to then come back when they are ready. That's right. That's right. And at this point... You know, I've reversed my work week, so I only see clients two days a week, uh, but I'm charging $600 per client, and and I don't sell to anybody. They book themselves in online. They pay usually online before they come in, and the first time I speak to them, I'll, sometimes I'll call and introduce myself just to say hi after they book their appointment, but the first time we're meeting is right there in the office, and they're excited. and. You know, most of them have been either referred by a doctor, dentist, plastic surgeon, or usually by a client, or you know they'll they'll find me organically through Google or Yelp just by the natural traffic that flows there. But um, I haven't spent a cent to advertise, and I don't try to sell anybody. If they call to ask questions, I'll happily explain. So, yeah, there's not that sense of I really need to get this next client through the door. Um, it just it's just happening on its own, and so. Um, when they come to see me, it's, it's because it's what the client wants. So a question for Nobody. you, because this, this category of working with stop smoking clients there, there are some who would boast that they don't take everybody. Is there, is there a weeding out process at all inside of what you do? I used to be much more focused on making sure that they uh, are really motivated um, that that uh, they, this is something you really want for themselves, and, and you know, most hypnotists would say the client really needs to want it in order for it to happen. And over the years, I've find that I've uh, that's shifted in my approach quite a bit. I think starting off by the fact that I charge so much, I think that weeds out a lot of people. Then and there, someone someone's saying, someone finds a Groupon for fifty dollars to quit, quit smoking. It's like, well, what the hell? I'll yeah. give it a try. <laughs> Right, but if someone's paying six hundred dollars to come in and see me, they 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 for the most part pretty much know they want to be there, so that weeds a lot of those people out. And again, I think my success rate is higher because I charge more. I mean, because it will weed out the people that are just kick, tire kicking. But the other thing is because of the neurological process that I put in up front, the cravings are cleared from the nervous system before they sit in the chair for the hypnosis. So that commitment level becomes less important than it did to me before. What is most important to me now is it's their decision to be there. So some people will, will be concerned about this and they'll ask me the question, you know, am I in the right mindset? 
and I'll say, don't worry about that, relax. Every person that comes to see me is conflicted. Part of your mind wants to smoke and part of your mind doesn't want to smoke. That's normal. That's natural. Otherwise, you would have solved this for yourself a long time ago without my help. So you're conflicted. That's normal. So, so give yourself a break. But what's important is, is it your choice to be here or did someone twist your arm? Mm-hmm. And they say, no, no, I decided to be here. I say, great, that's all that matters. This is going to work perfectly. And, of course, and then it does. Well, it's where that question that someone asks about uh, the motivation, scale of 1 to 10, where would you rate it? For, for the most part, if I ever were to ask that question in the past, and I, I don't do a heavy weeding out as other people would, uh, it's a place where they're calling for a reason. And in most cases, when I'd hear a lower sort of range of motivation, it most often be that it, it's as a result of the being kicked around by this habit for so many years, you know, that they don't want to be in that try and fail pattern where for a while it's as if they just put up the white flag and went, well, I'm just going to smoke now. So it's that not even a resistance to the process, but this resistance to the failure once again, that once you get past that, now we've actually got something to work on here. Well, exactly, because they have a whole lifetime of history that will that is as evidence to prove to them that they are not committed to the change because they keep on giving up on themselves they right. keep on failing they keep on and so when you ask someone to to rate the problem from 1 to 10 well now they're even the question now they're in their imagination formatting in their mind all the ways that this might not work and and using that they could be using that as part of their answer well how committed am i based on past history i've failed every time so i'd say i'm gonna give myself a low score because if i were truly committed i could quit cold turkey like my dad did yeah but i ain't my dad and you know there's a lot of those men that fought in the war world war ii <laughs> and, they, and you know what and they they just quit cold turkey because they didn't know another way to do it yeah yeah, yeah. No, that brings about, I don't know if I told you this story uh, before or even shared it here, um, and I'm blanking on his name. There's a hypnotist who used to be in the local area that was, uh, he passed away a few years ago, and uh, he was in his 80s. And his statement was, it used to be so much easier to help people to quit smoking. As he put it, he goes, I was helping people quit smoking before it was really a thing to quit smoking. And as he phrased it, he goes, you flood the market with strategies that just didn't work as well, and it just built the belief system that it has to be hard to make that change. Right. Yeah. And every method on the planet that treats smoking as an addiction has less than a 20% success rate. Mm-hmm. And I explain to the clients, like in, in, in my office, I show them about seven or eight examples of how nicotine is not addictive, that this is a powerfully ingrained habit. And... And uh, since we're addressing this in the mind where the cravings, the behaviors, and the habits are stored, this is going to be easy. So, so many of my clients, they'd say, Ken, I quit heroin. I've been clean and sober from alcohol for 25 years, but I can't stop smoking. And there goes the the wives' tale that smoking is harder to quit than heroin. Well, that's completely bogus. It's so much easier to quit than heroin. There's no heart palpitations, shakes, sweats, convulsions, vomiting, diarrhea, hallucinations. <laughs> you know, when was the last time you saw someone go through any of that and they quit, tried to quit smoking? What happens? They get grumpy. They get irritable. They have cravings. Sometimes they get anxious. Notice all of those are in the mind. None of those are physical withdrawal symptoms. So it's a, that's a bogus story. They just, they just have been approaching it the wrong way. They've just been walking east looking for a sunset. Once we <laughs> shift the, beha- the, uh, the, the modality of change up, then it actually becomes quite easy. So then, having worked with so many people with quitting smoking, are there specific lessons that have come from that that you now fold into all of your process with all of your clients, even outside of this category? Right. Um... Uh, I don't know that I have any absolutes. Well, I would say, yeah, there's a couple of things. Um, My approach now is so much different than it was seven, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And it is so much more real, authentic, and personal. So, you know, some people will see in my marketing, I really try to push the, the, the message with hypnotists that we deserve to thrive. So it's like, hey, you could be making $600 per hour you, or per session. You deserve to thrive. So I've been pushing the money part out. But in order to be successful, you need to be really making a powerful connection with people. So 
Um, and I realized I, at first I wasn't teaching that because it was just something I was doing naturally that I, it never occurred to me to teach. And my students kept coming back to me saying, well, Ken, yeah, but you're so this or you're so that, you know, fill in the blank. They would add some compliment. But there, I was saying I was really resistant to that. It's like, no, 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 I just have a few years head start on you. It's really not about me. It's about the process. And I realized there was something. And it's about the making this authentic connection with somebody. And like you think of like a like a grandfather, you know, like smiling at the grandchild, like just, just some some kind of unconditional acceptance of that person. So I'm not judging the person for being a smoker, because that would be ridiculous. They're they're not actually a smoker. That's the problem that they're not going to leave with. Why would identify them with that issue? Mm-hmm. And so many of my clients, when I started collecting testimonial videos two years after I began, would make this statement to me, you know. You know, I, and, and I never felt judged by Ken. Well, it never occurred to me to judge them, but it never, also I was blown away at how important that was to them. They all mentioned it, and that surprised me that, that they've, been, they've been judging themselves so much. They didn't, and then often other people would try to help them. They were judging them as a smoker. Like, oh, don't you know that's a disgusting, horrible habit? You should really give it up. You know, I'm just, I don't care if people smoke. I just want to help people that want to be helped. So... By making that connection authentically and starting from there, what happens is that critical faculty actually begins to melt away when the client realizes they're in a safe place and they're not being judged and they're actually being accepted and they're actually being helped and handheld. So since they're, the, the, the things that I would take carry over into all my other sessions is that client is often walking in nervous, skeptical, um, anxious, um, they're, they're, they've got a history of, of failing or whatever they've come to see you for. In the case of a smoker, you know, hypnosis is like a last resort. They're not particularly new agey or alternative health <laughs> conscious. Uh, so when they come in to see me, this is a big deal. And by connecting with them so authentically and taking them by the hand and having them borrow from your confidence that is huge so what my clients get from me is 100 percent confidence and that's difficult to do for sometimes for a new hypnotist because like who am i to hold that level of confidence that they're going to change i don't know if they're going to change or not because their doctor certainly doesn't have that level of confidence you know well this has a 30 percent chance of succeeding you know you'll probably be dead in 30 <laughs> days or 90 days you know like they, they, they're so measured in their enthusiasm because they don't want to overpromise. Well, with the hypnosis, it's really important that you're holding that confidence. Because if you're a new hypnotist and you're checking in with your clients to see if what you're doing is working or not, you're putting the emphasis and the confidence in the completely in the wrong place. Who's hypnotizing who? Are they hypnotizing you that you, whether your process works or not? Or are you hypnotizing them that you can, that they can absolutely transform their own lives? And I put, and it is them transforming their own lives. I don't want them giving me the credit for the change because the truth of the matter is I'm just the coach and they're the athlete. I'm helping them to transform and they deserve the confidence and the credit for the change because I don't want them changing their dependent on cigarettes to the dependency on me because that's, first of all, it's bogus. They're the one doing it. I'm only helping. So that's the first thing, is having that level of uh, acceptance and then that level of confidence uh, that you instill onto your client. You take them by the hand and you walk them over this little footbridge to your side of the world where they can feel confident that the change has happened and that the change will stick. 80% of my clients that come to see me for smoking cessation, of all things, are in tears during their session. It's, it's a beautiful, wonderful, authentic moment when their nervous system realizes that the gig is up, that this program that's been running for 40 years, 50 years for some of them, is gone. And the whole, they, 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 they start crying and they start apologizing and say, you please, 80% of my clients are doing the same thing as you. And they go, really? Even the big, strong guys. What you, what's going on with you is real. Thank you for being so genuine and authentic here in my office. What a gift to me. Like, this is what I get to do for a living is hang out with you while you're being so real. Um, it's a really a beautiful thing. I love that. I love that. What I especially love is the, the lack of judgment that comes into it. I'd share that there's a couple of anecdotes over the years of clients who have come to me for other things 
And clearly, as they walked in the door, you could just smell on them, okay, this person's a smoker, yet here's the police officer who's nervous when he's having to get up on the stand and testify for something. Here's this person who's got a test anxiety for some upcoming uh, some educational event. And clearly, they're seeing me for something else. But the times over the years that someone has made the statement, you never once offered me the Stop Smoking program. And my honest response was, you didn't ask about it. So it's not this, it goes back to the very first time I was involved in like a networking uh, marketing group. And the fun was there was this uh, lawyer in the group who looked at my business card, which kind of read like a menu at the time in a diner, because it listed everything. And he goes, you know, what's great about this card. I know somebody for every one of these services. You know, what's difficult about this. He goes, if I told them, they'd smack me. (laughs) <laughs> uh, where, where the in-your-face style of selling the process really doesn't need to apply that just being genuine just being in the experience just being honest with the client and dealing with what emerges inside of that process and feeding back what's appropriate to help them make the change for themselves i love that well and that's my impression of you always is well very intelligent and very authentic and genuine that's oh. my impression of you always. And the bromance continues. So then at what point <laughs> <laughs> at what point in the journey did you decide to start training? And I love what you said earlier. I took a note of this of to really know how to do it, you've got to teach it. Well, for the smoking cessation, I was really um, quite protective of that process for the first five years, um, especially when I started innovating and creating this, this neurological piece. Um, I wanted to guard it. You know, this was my little gold mine, and I didn't want anybody knowing about it. And then one day it just hit me. It's like, what a selfish way to hold this. Um, I need to share this with other people and get this out in the world so more people can be helped. Um, And you know what? I can make some good money um, training it as well. Now, to this day, my the vast majority of my income comes from seeing clients. I am, I I love training, and I've got a history of being a trainer and a consultant and coach, uh, you know, in my previous life. So I really I really enjoy teaching. But you know, I'm in the trenches with the clients every day, and I love it. And I don't think that'll ever change. So I wouldn't give that up to become a trainer, because I think once I become a trainer, I can innovate in ways to train, but I'm not going to be innovating in the process to create change, because that happens in the room with the client. So, um, so what happened was, um, I, after being in complete isolation, never meeting another <laughs> hypnotist for the first four and a half years of my, of my career, I said, you know what, I should go to the, one of these conferences. And I was a member of the International Hypnosis Federation, the IHS, so I called up Shelley Stockwell and I said, hey, I want to come and meet some other hypnotists and come to this organization I'm a part of. Um, and you know what, I should probably take a hypnosis class as well. And so I, she signed me up for a hypnosis class. and and. Then I, you know, so I started, you know, coming into this world, and then I developed the neurological process, and um, and I taught it at the IHF conference the following year. Like I, I, I gave an exposure to it, I demonstrated it, and all of a sudden this flurry of activity and interest was created, and then out of that, Shelley Stockwell came up and took one of my other classes, and then she asked me to become a member of the board of advisors to the International Hypnosis Federation, which I thought was just unreal considering I just was so fresh into this industry to be to be asked uh, so I really uh, was honored to be asked and then the following year I opened the North American Academy of Hypnosis and I began training and my first class was were 80 percent former smokers of mine that wanted to learn what I did and how to do it and so so that these were just people with no hypnosis background so I was teaching I was certifying them as hypnotists and than as uh, smoking cessation specialists. And, um, and then from there, it's grown. So, you know, the last class I just taught, uh, people f- flew in from uh, Anchorage, Alaska, from Vancouver, from Southern California, from Florida, from Toronto, from Ohio. One person flew in from Kuwait to take the class. So there were 17 students in the room, and these were hypnotists from all over the world like you know successful practicing hypnotists and what was great was I you know I charged thirty six hundred dollars for the class which is your first six clients and some of them had their six smokers waiting for them 
already with appointments and and the, those appointments paid so they got paid before i got paid nice um and then they've gone obviously taken this out into the world and and they're they're helping smokers and you know all these other parts of the world now so um that's that's kind of the story of how the North American Academy of Hypnosis got created. Yeah, I love the aspect of it, though. That it's a theme that's popped up here several times where we didn't really have the model to copy, so we just kind of had to figure it out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. That rather than trying to emulate, rather than trying to, to, to mimic something else, it just became, well, if I'm going to do it, this makes sense. Well, this is working. And really getting that ongoing feedback from the client, because I'm sure as you went from the initial scripts from the program that you got trained in to now what you do. I, I'm sure what drove that was the experience with the clients as opposed to, I, I'd refer to the uh, the hypnotist in a dark room typing on a keyboard by themselves going, I'm going to sell this thing. Uh, but instead, <laughs> the, the experience of getting that ongoing feedback that I'm sure along the way, what you were teaching at the beginning is different from what you're teaching now. It is, it, it's hardly recognizable from the original um, scripting, so to speak, that I got. And then the process itself is completely different than what it was. And the, to circle back on the piece on scripting that I think is really important. Um, so I believe in scripts. Mm-hmm. However, my belief in scripts, when you think of a, you know, an actor, like a Hollywood movie star that gets paid $20 million a film, they're reading from a script. Yes. You know, it's a, it's scripted. The line, the words are carefully chosen. But here's the here's the caveat. Here's the big piece. That actor is not reading from that script. Right. That actor knows his script or her script, and that's the difference. Because when because what I do is scripted, but I've got it down verbatim. And what that allows is because I'm not trying to think. Well, first of all, I'm not reading it from a page, so I'm not distracted. Right. I'm not looking in, in the book and missing the client's twitching over here or some, <laughs> some important, some important uh, cue that they would. So, but the same is even when I'm talking to them in the greeting and in the, in the pre-talk, everything that I, I'm going to say, I, have, I, I know down. And so that, what that does is it frees me to be in, in the room with that client, being completely authentic with them, noticing every little nuance of how they're reacting and how they're behaving to the things that I'm saying. It allows me to completely be there with the client rather than in, in my head um, thinking of what I'm going to say next. So the scripting is, is, can be great, but you, you need to know that script. You need to, you need to, you need to get that down in your unconscious mind. So now it becomes a conversation of my unconscious mind with their unconscious mind. I'm not in my conscious mind trying to make change with them unconsciously. And I think that level of connection, I actually putting myself into a trance first and then having the client follow me into trance is another key component to being successful with the clients. There's a story that I've shared here before that was uh, seeing a comedian do crowd work. And you could tell, and as somebody who's a bit of a comedy junkie myself and listens to a ton of it, what they'd refer to as the hump. That they're, they're then working a crowd and they're looking out in the room and going, hey, what do you do for a living? And this one responds that they're a lawyer. And suddenly the comedian looks like the most genius of improvisational comedians Yet you don't realize that's the same six minutes he would do every time he gets a lawyer. Yet it's that place to kind of dip into, and I hesitate to use the word autopilot, but to dip into something that's reliable while meanwhile they're calling their next shot in terms of where the routine is about to go. And there's the place where you're given the flexibility, yet it's how, you know, as someone who worked in the theater world for many years uh, on the management side, that the actor could bring so much life to that script that you hit the nail on the head there, that it's not about the script is bad, it's the ignoring your client to be staring at a sheet of paper is what we've got to step away from. Yeah, that these are our training wheels and it's the most efficient way I've found for the student to really learn something new, yet it's that ability to then step away from it and to recognize, I'd reference certain induction methods. I tell my classes, I don't tell you to memorize this, though understand this is the exact way that I now say it every single time because it works. Right, yeah. and it works for you because it was probably written by you, not 
on a piece of paper, but written by you in the process of having dialogue. And it's just this, what you become. It's the routine that you've created for yourself, and it's naturally you. And so what I'll teach my students is, you know, and I'll, I'll show them, I'll show them inductions that, ha- that are completely nonverbal. And I say it's not about the words. It's much more about that authentic connection. So, are these are these do these words feel authentic to you? Or can you know it, 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 as you learn them? If you're going to change them, by all means, make them yours. But be on purpose about how you change them to make them yours. Don't just don't bother to learn them and make stuff up that's that's may or may not be delivering the the key uh, components of each particular part of the process. So for my process. Every, everything that I deliver is purposeful and every step builds on the previous step. And by the end of the process, there's nothing to do but become free of the problem you came there to resolve. It's, it's virtually, I'd be, you'd be hard pressed to not do it. (laughs) (laughs) Even if someone was, was resisting, it's just, it's, you know, um, you know, if you've, if you've ever sat through a timeshare presentation, you see it, they make (laughs) such a compelling argument that you'd be ridiculous to say no, unless you actually know math. (laughs) (laughs) Outstanding. So what do you have coming up next? Well, um, I've got, uh, at HypnoThoughts, uh, I'm going to be teaching the Guzzo Protocol. So, ra- so I just want to change it up this year. The, the, uh, last year I taught, last two years I taught the smoking cessation, and I believe it was the most um, profitable course ever offered in the history of, uh, of HypnoThoughts. So, so it was going great, but in the spirit of changing things up, I wanted to do something different this year. And so I've unpacked... The, neuro, the neurological process, the Guzzo protocol from the smoking cessation, because you can, I use this with my weight release clients. I use it for all kinds of things. It's a, it's a 10, it's a greeting. And then after the pre-talk, it's a 10 minute process to clear the issue the problem from the nervous system on a cellular level. And it's, so it's powerful. It's impactful. It's really unique. And it creates such a an impression on the client, it, it actually causes them to be enthusiastic referrers. So that's the, the Guzzo protocol, and it's quite inexpensive compared to, it's the, probably the key piece that I teach as part of the smoking cessation for 3600 um, And it's, I think the early bird is like 400 and something dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a post-conference class. And I think it's right up against Jason Lynette's course. So if you're, you know. <laughs> so at this point, we will find a way to arm wrestle via Skype. Okay, yes. good. Yeah. <laughs> Your class has got to be full by now. Uh, we've got a, amazing yeah, we've got a great group already together and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, it's the nice thing about these events where there's so many good options that it should be difficult uh, to make oh, that choice. I know. Yeah, it should be. You, I don't think you can make a bad choice this, uh, this year. There's so many wonderful uh, presenters. So we got that. And then uh, there's a, also a pre-course that I'm teaching with Martin Peterson, and we've become very good friends. This is going to be really fun. It's called uh, uh, Excellence in Hypnosis. And, you know, Martin has a very different approach than I do. And so we're going to be up there each sharing our unique approaches on things. There's a lot of we agree on. There's things we disagree on, too. And we're going to kind of hammer it out up, up there. And so you're going to, get, you're going to see us both, um, you know, kind of arm wrestling we, we, each other on the different approaches. And so um, uh, that's, that's going to be really fun. And uh, really wonderful, and we have a bundle package, so you can do both together. I think for another extra two ninety five or something like that, you can do both. So we've got that, and then in November, I'm going to be teaching again the uh, smoking cessation program. Now, when I teach the smoking cessation program, it's the marketing, the practice management, um, it's the whole business in a box. So I, so I have, you get everything that I have, the music that I use, the technology that I use, um, so that you can duplicate my results and have a 100% referral practice earning 595 per session or more. The people up in Canada uh, are, are charging $1,000 per session because the cigarettes cost twice as much. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's um, uh, this is about really... Uh, transforming your practice and, and making money. 
Um, so I teach the marketing, all of it. And when I teach marketing, it's not that I'm teaching necessarily the latest techniques in marketing that are out there, um, which I'm, I'm sure if you want to learn that type of marketing, Jason Lynette would be a much better <laughs> course to go to because he's got that stuff. You know, you have got that stuff down. What I'm teaching is how to market so that you don't have to spend a cent on marketing. Right. You know, so how to build a 100% referral practice that just starts humming and running automatically because, frankly, I haven't done any marketing in years. I just show up because I'm full because my clients keep on coming and it's free money. My yes. wife has wanted me to leave the Bay Area um, five years ago and I can't because um, I've got, you know, a three two to three thousand dollars a day in the Bay Area when I show up and, and so, it, so I'm there every week because I can't walk away from that five six thousand dollars a week uh, just for showing up for two days it's free money that I didn't have to do anything for except the the friends and family of my clients keep on bringing that so I'm going to show you how to do all that uh, in November so you can register now uh, for that as well outstanding you know it's great about that is again where Yes, we can delve into some of the more advanced strategies and some of the sexiest of technologies that are out there these days, though here's a week that I'm looking at some of my clients coming in that are for quitting smoking, and I can actually play the game of tracking them back that six degrees of separation of, okay, that was a mm -hmm. referral of this one, which was a referral of that one, who just waited to the four-month mark to leave his review on Yelp for me, which as soon as he did that, this one called in and scheduled. So it's, it's the mindset that all of these strategies are effective. It's just plugging it all in. And it really comes back to my favorite theme of all of this, which is just simply do good work and the business will follow. Yes. Yeah, if you got a fifty percent success rate, then you're going to be marketing forever because it's not you're not going to get any momentum happening on your own. But if you're good at what you do, like like uh, Jason Lynette obviously is, <laughs> then uh, you're you know you're going to have that once you once you get that success rate down, then the the, the referrals will keep coming and coming and coming and coming. There you go. And we'll put links in the show notes for these upcoming uh, classes that are coming up both at HypnoThoughts as well as the one in November. Though uh, Ken, where can people find you online these days? You can find me at, if you want to be interested in the smoking cessation, you can find me at nonsmokingcenter.com uh, or northamericanacademyofhypnosis.com or you can just go find me at kenguzzo.com. That's K-E-N-G-U-Z-Z-O. And my phone number is 1-800-635-8150. Outstanding. Ken, it's been awesome having you on here. It's been awesome to be on here. Thanks for having me, Jason. I really appreciate it. And, uh, of course, teaming up for the Hypno Bowl details to come on that. Oh, oh yeah. It's name, on. Team name to follow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> we should call ourselves Team Name to Follow. That would be great. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks again. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program and to learn more about how to really build your hypnosis business. It's a blend between that word of mouth style of advertising, as well as using some of the latest strategies in information marketing. And for that, I'd point you over to Hypnotic Business Systems. Com. Inside of Hypnotic Business Systems, you get access to my entire hypnosis business training library. So everything from how do I get testimonials from virtually every one of my clients? How do I influence and ethically persuade them to send me referrals? And then also, how do I get found online? So it builds this wonderful network of a hypnosis business where the phone is constantly ringing and people are either coming in by way of referral, by my marketing streams, and either way, I'm not dependent on just one specific stream of business. Get started today. You can start for as little as $47. Learn more at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com.